this holiday season, the Salvation Army invites everyone to love others beyond whatever hardships they may be facing. This Love Beyond the podcast series features our national leaders hosting conversations with friends of the Salvation Army who have stepped up in support of the campaign and their neighbors in need. Here's a conversation with Commissioner Hodder and Carlos and Alexa Penavega. Hi, everyone. I'm Commissioner Ken Hodder, National Commander of the Salvation Army, and it is a great delight for me to welcome you here today to the Love Beyond series of the Fight for Good podcast. Now, in the course of my two and a half years as National Commander, I've had the opportunity to meet lots of terrific people. But the two people that I have a chance to talk with today are among my absolute favorites. They are stars of film and television. They are singers. They are dancers. They are writers. But on top of all of that, I know that they will say that their favorite role is that of parents to three beautiful children. Alexa and Carlos Penavega, welcome to the Love Beyond series and the Fight for Good podcast. What an Thank, intro! I was say, Gosh. My word! Thank you for. <laughs> well, we are just absolutely thrilled to have you here today. And uh, I just want to say that we hope that you and your three beautiful children, now it's Ocean and Kingston and Rio Ray, are looking forward to a wonderful Christmas season. We oh, thank, yes, we are. We're so excited. This is my favorite time of year. So We're not sure where we're going to be for Christmas yet. That's kind of been on the, uh, on the plate of discussion lately, but uh, we're trying to figure out. Well, I think that's one of the questions that um he has for us oh that's 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 one of the questions anyway i guess i guess we're going to talk about that (laughs) absolutely absolutely now tell me with those three children you undoubtedly have already put in place a number of traditions in the panavega household for (laughs) christmas what are some of those traditions that you have well this year we started elf on the shelf and it's been a huge hit Oh, it has been a hit. Let me tell you, these elves go back to the North Pole every single night and tell Santa how the kids are doing. And they come back and they seem to find themselves in the craziest places. Sometimes they're <laughs> sometimes it they're they're hanging from a line up on the mast on the sailboat. Oh, just... Hold on, we have to go back. For those of you listening who don't know, oh, we, we split go. our time between living in Hawaii and living on a sailboat in Florida. Yeah, it's terrible. So we've, terrible. <laughs> we've currently been on a sailboat, and we get to hide these little elves. There are two no, of them. No, we don't hide them, babe. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. On. Sorry. We don't you're, hide them. You're killing me, Smalls. They, Anyways. These, these they, elves appear. They, they come back from the North Pole, and they find themselves in different you know, situations. So this morning, the kids woke up, and they were dangling from the mast on two on two lines just floating back and forth and the kids just loved it so much. So that's, that's one that, you know, we, we, we have been doing, we, we, the, the elves came a little early this year though. So we've been uh, doing elf on the shelf for almost two months already. <laughs> we really needed somebody to help keep them in line. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, another, another, another tradition, uh, what would you say is, um, well, we haven't done this in a while, but something I used to love doing was we would make our own homemade caramels and we would gift those out to people every year. 
Yeah, it's um, dangerous. We've, we've tried to be a little healthier. Yeah, in the it's, last it's few very dangerous years. when you're making the because you the eat caramels, all of them. You just eat them, and, and they're delicious. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever had homemade caramels, but they beat any caramel on the market. I'm just gonna. Put well, it listen. Them. Send me a little box of them, and I promise. <laughs> I might have to. If I we, will listen, try. I will try them because I love caramels. Okay. Oh, good. Right. Then I'm sending some your way. <laughs> now you know you you've clearly got to prepare for uh christmas with three children and uh, that means that you have to buy gifts i'm a grandfather with a five-year-old and a two-year-old grandsons i don't even know what kind of toys to be interested in this year for them what what toys are, are your children looking for this year you know i both of us grew up uh, uh in in um in families that like Christmas was a, what's the word that the guy used on the cruise? It was um, abundance. A, an abundance of toys. And there was always so many toys. And I, ne I never really appreciated like any of them because I had so many. And which was a blessing, which was a blessing. But now with our kids, like we really try and like find like one or two things that we know are going to help them develop, you know, make their brain think. And um, I think for each of our kids, it's really different. Ocean right now, he's loving like science experiments um, and, puzzles. and puzzles. So I I recently got him a little rock. Um, it was a a crystal rock growing kit, right? So we did the Make whole thing. Geode, yeah, he he like made his own crystal, and he had to wait three days, and the thing grew, and he was watching it, and we checked it every morning, and like those are the kind of things that um, you know. For me, like that, I really like my kids to get. You know, it's they it it, it makes them think, right? Um, Kingston, Kingston loves uh, what is it? Um, stuffed animals, like anything cute and small. He just cuddly. Like, cuddly. He loves. Yeah, and then Rio, Rio recently, the baby, she's really into cell phones. So, <laughs> oh, uh, no. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she loves grabbing our phone. I'm going hello, hello. <laughs> And then instead of giving them back, she just chucks it on the ground. Um, so we're get her own so I'm, I'm, th I'm, I'm thinking maybe like a fake cell phone for Rio so she can do the hello and the chuck. Yeah. For a fun thing, the kids do love just dinosaurs and eggs. I yeah. don't know what the obsession with eggs happens to be, but they love eggs. Well, you know, uh, we found we, our, our grandsons love uh, dinosaurs. Yep. And you can now buy little eggs yes. that you chip away at and it will yeah. it will reveal a dinosaur. Let me tell you, we've gone through dozens of those eggs and they are quite messy. <laughs> that oh, is a backyard they? project. Yes. <laughs> it's fantastic. Okay. And I and I love it and the kids love it. Yeah, but, but ocean usually comes back covered. Our kids don't do it probably like your grandchildren. Our kids don't use the thing and chip away. They just take them and they smash them and try and get them open. And I'm like, that's not what you're supposed to do. Oh. They're boys. Well, I'm glad you've told me this. It will definitely be an outdoors project. Yeah, outdoor outdoor, absolutely. Outdoors project. Now you have these three beautiful children because you've been married as of next year for 10 years. You're gonna celebrate your 10th anniversary. And I believe the two of you met at a church camp in Los Angeles. Is that right? Well, I mean, close, you know, a, you know a, a, a Bible study could be a weekly church camp, all right? <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. Now, so they, it was in a Bible study. Um, or a church camp. But it's we could fun. call it a church camp. I kind of like it better. I met, I met my wife at a church camp um, um, that met every week. Uh, yeah, we, we met, was it, it was 2013? 
yes, it was. I thought. Was it 2012? I don't even know. But but uh, it was my first time. It was Alexa's first time. And uh, yeah, she had just gone through a <clears throat> divorce. And um, bad, bad breakup. And I was going through a really terrible, uh, uh, hard, hard time in my life. So both of us got invited to this Bible study or church camp um, at this, like just at the right time, you know, in, in our lives. And it was just crazy that we ended up meeting there and then ended up getting married and having a whole family. And it's just so cool how God works. Well, you know, that, that's an amazing story. It was the gospel that brought the two of you together. A hundred percent. And, and had you both uh, come to faith separately before then, or, or did you find yeah, yes. your relationship with Jesus Christ as a consequence of that Bible study? I would, say, I would say it was a little bit of both. Um, we both loosely grew up in Christian households. Um, but again, it was a very loose kind of you go on Easter, you do the Christmas Eve service. Like it wasn't a lot. But, but I always grew up longing to know God on a deeper level. I knew there was more than just the like Sunday morning, check the box. Um, I wanted a relationship with him. And after kind of going through some hardships in my life in my 20, my early twenties, I just kind of realized, you know what, it's time to really dive in. And that's when I made the decision to go to my first Bible study. Um, only a week prior to that Bible study, Carlos literally went to, what was it, like your first church service mm-hmm. since you were maybe a child. Yeah. Wait, so we've we've known each other for 10 years. Yeah. We've only been married for nine years. Yeah. Almost oh, 10, that's almost cool. Almost 10, though, babe. Cool. We're so close. That's cool. When people ask us, we're like, how long have we been married? We don't yeah, even know. Yeah, well, I, 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 I proposed very quickly, so sometimes I get confused, but it's all right. So, so, Carlos, you had only recently come to the Lord when you met Alexa. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we we met on a Thursday, and I went to my first church uh, the Sunday prior, and uh, your whole life, yeah, changed. my whole life changed. Wow, that is absolutely marvelous. What drew you to that church service? What was it at that particular moment in your life? You just knew that there was the answer would be Jesus. Yeah, you know, I was in a really dark place uh, for me. I was um, doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. And uh, I, I had a friend who's now our, our, our like mutual best friend. He was always so happy all the time. So I called him and I was like, dude, why are you so happy? And he was like, oh, I, I, have, I have Jesus in my life. And I hung, up the, I hung up the phone. I was like, I can't do that right now. <laughs> and then, you know, two or three days later, I was in the same rut. So I called him again. And I was like, okay, just tell me about this thing. And he goes, well, listen, how about you come to church with me, you know, on Sunday? And I said, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll go to church with you. So Sunday, he picked me up at, you know, 730 in the morning. We drove all the way to Inglewood, California. It was a little tiny church. Um, it was a very soulful, soulful church. And uh, we, it, it, like, the rest is history. The, the, the bishop was literally preaching the sermon. He was like, when I was 23, I was doing this. And I was like, well, I'm 23 and I'm doing that. He's like, I was doing this. I'm like, I'm doing that. He's like, I was doing this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is literally talking about my life. And, you know, and. Like literally an, an hour later, I was like, that's it. But, you know, it's testimonies like that, that a lot of our listeners are going to find very powerful because when you hear that the gospel applies to your own life, that it has a, a, a redemptive purpose, that it can serve as a source of joy, that it gives purpose and meaning to what you're doing, 
that's something that people are looking for in so many different ways uh, and in our society today. So for you to share that honestly is undoubtedly very helpful to lots of folks. I love I love how Carlos is always just he doesn't sugarcoat. He's very straightforward about what he's gone through and how he got to where, where he is now. But it's funny how we, we've now learned so much and we still have so much more to learn. But looking back at our friend Andrew um, and just kind of his, what we perceived as always happy, it wasn't that he was always happy. He just always had God's peace. And that's like a huge difference when when you have that peace, because it doesn't matter what your circumstances may be. You can be going through the toughest of times, but his peace remains. And that's something that we now get to enjoy in our lives. And you don't quite understand it. Like from an outsider, right. if you don't know who Jesus is, it just looks like they're happy all the time. But what it is, is it's, we have that peace, even when things are hard. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The apostle Paul writes about that when he says, I've learned to be content in all circumstances. Yes. yes. And uh, and that's that's precisely what the Lord promises to us. Well, since since the Lord brought you together and since the Lord uh, uh, joined you as husband and wife, you've incorporated that faith into every dimension of your lives. Uh, That has undoubtedly produced times of great joy and great difficulty because you're both involved heavily with entertainment, you're dealing with lots of different people in lots of different contexts. Tell us a little bit about faith as a guiding principle in the midst of all of the things and all the opportunities that the two of you have. I think it goes back to feeling peace and knowing that, all right, God truly does have us, even in the midst of, you know, it might not be easy um, being believers in the industry that we're in, we there are only a handful of other people that we really feel like are kind of like our family in this industry. Um, but for us, all we can do is just show up and be consistent. Like that's the word that we love to use. We feel like the best testimony you can ever give with your Christian walk is being consistent in your faith. Um, nowadays, when you look at what Christianity looks like, I mean, it looks like a hundred different directions. <laughs> there are so many different denominations, so many people saying, this is okay. No, this is okay. This is okay. So for us, we're like, okay, what can we do in our lives that without having to preach all the time, what can we do to truly show people what it what it looks like to live out a life with Jesus? So that's why we we actively share our family and the adventures that we go on and the things that we do. And we are particular about the jobs that we take because everything goes back to what does it look like to be kingdom hearted, kingdom rooted. And it's been very intentional. Um, all the choices that we make. You know, that, that probably means that you've surprised lots of people over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we definitely, if you look at the projects we used to take and the things we used to do prior to, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago, it look, our lives look completely different and as they should. Yes, absolutely. What have your, some of your favorite roles been over the years? I had so much fun doing Love in the Limelight with you. Yeah. That was, that was special. We did a Hallmark film together called Love in the Limelight. Carlos was able to play a pop star, which is, you know, so far, far from who you are. Right, right, right. Right, right. <laughs> um, 
And that was just so fun because he was able to perform and we, it was a project that um, we kind of helped put together years prior. And I don't know, it just feels really cool when you get to create something from the ground up. We, we can't talk about it yet, but we finally sold a project that we've been working on for the last six or seven years now. And, and to be able to see that happen, it's just, it, you feel so accomplished. Oh, that's absolutely wonderful. Well, I know you can't disclose whatever the project Sorry. is, but uh, no. listeners listeners to our podcast will know they got a tip off early on that there's <laughs> something did. new coming from Carlos and Alexa Penavega. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, in addition to performing, in addition to doing uh, movies and uh, being, a, being pop stars, you write and you've recently released a book. Tell us about the book. Well, actually, it was two books. So uh, uh, in the summer, we we released uh, a, a memoir, and we and, and we just like kind of talk about our our walk with God, our walk in marriage, um, and, and we ask a lot of questions and, a- and answer a lot of questions uh, to the best of our ability. Uh, it's called "What If Love Is the Point," and that kind of all stemmed from Alexa and I when we first got married. We had all these questions, you know, what's the point of waiting, waiting. Um, Waiting before marriage. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, what? Sorry, my brain. What's the point of you know uh, uh, eating healthy? What's the, like all of these like like what's the point of doing all this stuff? So we so so, so 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 like we make this document and we're just sitting here, and somebody comes up and says, "Hey, have you guys ever thought about you know writing a book?" And we're like, "Well, this is something that we're passionate about," and nothing ever happened. And then a couple of years later. The same type of thing, and nothing ever happened. And it, we truly let it be in God's timing. And when it was the right time, somebody approached us and said, "Hey, have you ever thought about writing a book?" And we said, "Well, we have this idea." And um, uh, the, the folks over at Harper Collins Christian, they were so incredible, and they allowed us to you know, kind of just you know do our thing and tell our story, and you know ask questions and answer questions. And the book has been doing super well. So if you are listening and you Pick up the book. Thank you so much. We're, we're so grateful. Uh, and yeah. But then your passion project. And then and then, and then then in the midst of all that, I uh, had this idea for a children's book. Um, yeah, I, ca- I came up with it years and years ago. And it, it was just kind of all worked out. God's timing again. And we just recently released a children's book called Ocean's World. And it's, it's, it's about um, Ocean, our son Ocean, his brother Kingston. And their sister Rio, and we're in it a little bit, uh, but it's about their adventures. And the first book uh, takes place uh, on on Maui in in, uh, in Hawaii, and they go off and they're searching for this sunrise seashell, which is this super rare seashell, in hopes that they can find it for mom's birthday, which is that evening. And it's this really cool, uh, you know, story of adventure. We do a lot of like fun facts, so we learn about bottlenose dolphins and migration, and and you know the the you know height of a coconut tree and all these things because our 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 whole goal is to you know give kids a really cool experience a great book a great story but really make them think you know and uh, that's that's kind of what we did I love it oh that is absolutely yeah. fantastic how do the children respond to being featured in this book oh, they oh love my it. gosh they love it <laughs> my favorite ocean always goes. How do we get the world to know about this book? <laughs> I'm like, we're he's trying. A, he's a promoter. He's a <laughs> yeah, promoter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, you mentioned uh, your first book, uh, talking about love. Um, that's something that really 
is close to uh, our hearts at the Salvation Army. Uh, this notion of love going beyond uh, all of the circumstances of life, certainly the love that we enjoy uh, through Jesus Christ and uh, his salvation uh, goes beyond anything that the world can offer. Uh, and the Salvation Army tries to extend that by challenging people to love beyond their circumstances, to help uh, by loving others so that they can escape homelessness, help them love beyond their hunger. Um, love beyond, therefore, is a phrase that we use a lot, particularly these days. What does the phrase love beyond uh, bring to your own minds? Um, I feel like in a especially in today's day and age where there is so much divide, there is so much kind of chaos and craziness. Um, ultimately, love is the only thing that breaks all of these chains. Um, it breaks division, it breaks um, pains and hurts. And, you know, I just think of like hurt people, hurt people, and th those people just need love. And it's hard. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's easy to say, just love everybody, but actually following through with that can be really, really difficult. I think of when my and my little kid throws a tantrum. It's hard. Your natural instincts want to be like, stop, that's so annoying. Like, just no, you don't throw a tantrum, that's naughty. Um, but the more and more I've kind of like played the parent role, trying to figure out what's the best way to handle this, and also reading and, and learning what they really want in those tantrum times is love. Pick them up, hold them, help under, help them understand like, hey, you don't know how to express your feelings right now. And it's crazy because earlier on when I was young in my parenting, I would just be like, Ocean, stop, like stop. And it, it would make him worse. He would scream more. He would flail more. But now when I pick him up and I hold him or with Kingston, they calm down within seconds and they're able to actually process what they're going through, process what they're feeling, what they're actually feeling. But it's funny because we adults do the same exact thing, but no. what we shush, what we need is somebody to really stop. And instead of getting just upset with us and annoyed with us, even though they probably have every right to, if we had somebody just meet us where we're at and love us, it would break all those chains. You'd yep. suddenly be able to communicate. You'd be able to express yourself in a way that can be respectful and kind. So I, I really do think love beyond is absolutely everything. It, it's a chain breaker. Mm. What's your impression of that phrase, Carlos? Most people say, oh, just, again, just love everyone, love everyone, love everyone. But love beyond, that I think is the, is, is the real is the real key because you're, because I could say, okay, I love you. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. But like, what are you like, what are you doing to show, to, to, to show your love? Right. How are you showing up? Yeah. Like, 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 how are you showing up? Um, I always tell people like, look, I'm down to support someone and be like, Oh, Oh, you're struggling. Okay. Well, you know, how can I help? You need some money. Uh, I'd rather give somebody my time. Cause to me that, that like really shows that I'm giving up my time to go, and help you with what with with what you need, right? So um, yeah, I mean that that that's what it kind of means to me is like you could love someone, but how are you showing up for like like how are you showing them that love? Like how are you going beyond saying I love you? Because I can tell you I love you, yeah. And unless I am like truly showing her how much I love her by you know saying hey you know what you look a little stressed I'll take the kids I'll take a break well, or 
you know, cooking her a meal or, you know, maybe I clean up after her because she's going. It goes back to that, like, faith requires action, right? It's not just like, oh, I have faith. So, like, if you tell somebody, oh, I'm going to pray for you, that's great. You should pray. Prayer is, like, incredibly powerful. But it goes a step further. It's like God wants you to pray and help. (laughs) Pray and do something. Like, it's beyond just the. It's almost like beyond love, but it's love beyond. I love it. Yeah. You're both absolutely right. You know, we are all in need of love. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. We all want love, but we all have to recognize we have a responsibility to demonstrate that love to others as well. 100%. Uh, and you folks certainly do that in a very big way. Uh, I often think about the way in which uh, your lives echo even the mission statement of the Salvation Army, which is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and meet human needs in his name without discrimination. So the notion that you you preach the words, you you tell people about the love, but then you manifest that love. You say, look, I'm, I want to help, and I do that because God has an even greater love that goes beyond anything that I could offer and allow us to introduce you to him as well. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful lesson. And you folks are doing that with the Salvation Army this year, I know that you've been working with the Salvation Army. Uh, you've been a part of uh, our publications this year. Uh, I don't know if you still have that uh, framed war cry cover. Yes, we do. We Hold on. We had it up on the tour bus too, right? Yeah, it was on the tour bus. Yeah. And Ocean, I have to tell you that that day that we did for Hurricane Ian um, just had such an impact on our family, on the both of us, but really our five-year-old little little ocean came out of that experience, just loving serving and just has such servant heart that it's really stuck with him. And when we explained some of the things that we were going to get to do today, he was just like so excited that he could buy toys for other kids and help out with the angel tree program. And, um, it's funny. I always tell people, you know, like it's, it's great to give, it always feels great to give, but getting your kids involved early on and raising them up with those kind of hearts is going to make the world of a difference uh, when it comes to who they will become. Oh, absolutely right. You know, many people tell us that uh, it was uh, putting a few pennies into a Salvation Army kettle uh, that was their first experience of giving or that uh, when they had a chance to buy a toy for another child, that they learn the importance of caring for others. They're instructive experiences for our children. Yeah. 100%. Yep. They, they really are. Well, you folks have been doing so much for the Salvation Army this Christmas. Uh, you've done kettles. You've done angel tree. You're doing all sorts of service projects for you to give your time in the midst of a very busy time of the year is greatly appreciated by us, and I know it sets an example for everyone. So I do want to express my personal appreciation to you both. Well, thank, no, you. thank you. No, thank, thank you. you. We, we love it. What, what it does for our hearts is, is beyond, so truly thank you. Oh, you're so very kind. And I'm going to look forward to opportunities to see you again very soon. I know Absolutely. that we'll have those opportunities to do that. And uh, uh, in the meantime, we hope that the two of you and uh, Ocean and Kingston and Rio will have a very Merry Christmas and that the Lord will continue to bless all of the projects in which you're involved. Oh, thank you so thank much. You. We will take it. <laughs> 
Thanks, everybody, for joining us today for the Love Beyond series of the Fight for Good podcast. Our guests have been Alexa and Carlos Penavega, two wonderful individuals who are living out their commitment to Jesus Christ every single day. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll see you again soon. Bye now. Tune in for more of the Love Beyond the podcast series and subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.